Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Good morning, everyone. This is the Go Long Podcast here for a week three wrap up. As always, thank you so much for watching, for listening. However, you consume our podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Brought to you this season by Fatty Beer Company, our, our good friends over at Fatty. They've got locations all over Western New York, Orchard Park, downtown Hamburg, Ellicottville, Kenmore, Rochester, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Nick's always finding the the best beer from around the country. So get out in there and uh, hang out with us. So we'll be there Wednesday. Details are all in the morning after post at golongtd.com. So uh, join us, talk a little football, have an IPA or two. Jim, we we started talking a little bit about football like before we hit record, but I always say, save it. Stop. Save it. Just Let's stop. just make it natural. And I, you know, I know we've got a lot of Bills fans who listen, so I think we have to start at the start, right? 21-19 Miami down in South Florida. It was a sauna down there in South Beach. Yeah, it definitely was the game. I mean, the game of the week, if they like to call it that, whatever. And it lived up to it. I, I'm going to lean on you a little bit for details because I was red zone heavy. Uh, watching red zone heavy and it really cut into the bills towards the end um, a little bit more because every game was incredible. We can, we can talk about that throughout the whole pod, but red zone, I, I don't know how I couldn't deal. I couldn't watch one game right now. Now, if it was a playoff game, yes, no problem. One playoff game, I'm into it, but for the regular season, the way this thing is set up, I am all in sign me up. That was the most incredible, like that three, that witching hour that they call it for everybody, for the gamblers, for fantasy, for everybody is just, it really is the most exciting like hour of a Sunday. It is. I mean, it, I think the whole country has changed the way they watch football on Sunday or it's changing. I, if you don't have a, a, a singular stake in the game, right? If you're not a hardcore fan of the team, which, I guess they're, 
that's the majority of people, I suppose, like that are probably locking into one game. But for the general viewer that, that you're watching football in red zone, I mean, you want it to jump all over the place because you can, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, in the past, you'd have to catch up, right? You'd in the past, past in the nineties, like you're, wa- right. you're waking up, you're watching sports center and taking an hour, hour and a half to get all your highlights. And that's that where now you basically get that in real time as it happens, blasting you right in the face, <laughs> the NFL red zone. It's, it is still an acquired taste because everything happens oh, so fast, right? I mean, with the little transition and the little play to play to play. You it's, almost it's a have lot. to really, you have to invest from the start to really catch the flow of every game that's going on. So when they're jumping to it, you, because if you just come in at a certain time, you might not really get the flow of the game and you're not picking up on what was happening. And there is a flow to it, I think. Um, and I agree with you. It's not for everybody. I'm just, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. I, so hey, Back to the good. I'm sorry. I, I got sidetracked though, but this, I need to hear, this is what I need to hear because the way I saw this game and, and I took Miami only because I thought if there was ever a chance to beat Buffalo, when, when Hyde was out, when they announced Hyde out, I'm like, if this Dolphin team can't beat this version of the Bills right now, you know, they're not where they think they are. Like, this is the time to beat the Bills. Now, did Miami really light them up offensively? It didn't seem – okay, this is why – this is where I'm at. This – I'm intrigued. The, the Bills did a pretty good job against a really good offense, didn't they? Like, without without high. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I – and they're starting corners. They, they were completely without their secondary, and then Christian Bedford went down too. So it was bad injury-wise. I mean, they were well, – incredible. At one point, it might have been 11 starters. You know, throw Mitch Morris in there. Uh, Stephon yeah, Diggs. That's a major, that's a major loss on the, up front too. You're right. And then, But it wasn't just guys outright leaving the game. I mean, there were, there were guys suffering from cramps. There were guys heading to the locker room for IV. I don't – to answer your question, though, the backups held their own. I mean, Tyreek Hill had two catches. Two of Tonga Viola hit Jalen Waddle for a one deep shot. They they actually threw it right between those two safeties deep, took a chance. Great throw, great catch by Waddle. Other than that, I mean, that you, you can't blame DeMar Hamlin and all of these backups that were in, all of these rookies that were in. No, they had chance this to loss. Win. They, they 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 played defense was fine. The Von Miller was non-existent. He, zero tackles, zero sacks, zero quarterback hits. Um, he he batted a ball late in the game before that safety. But did you notice part, if it was um, was it Armstead the left tackle? Did you notice if it was Armstead against him much? Top of my head, I'm. I think I'm picturing the other side. I think it was. That's okay. I was just curious to know if it was Armstead. Um, yeah, because man, I I guess all right, so I, I wrote about it, and we we have a column on the site. So if you want it in full, there it is. Jim, my takeaway from this though, it's it's not even the the injuries because, like I said, I think they they withstood the injuries pretty well. Yeah. It's just that inability to finish. Right, this is a team 
that is either going to embarrass you and stomp on your brains and dance all over your grave and have us all drooling for weeks on end about how dominant you are as they just run you out of the building or they get socked in the mouth and it's back and forth and they lose the close game. I mean, back to the middle of the 2020 season, they've lost every one score game seven. Only the Houston Texans have gone winless in that same stretch. It's hard. It's hard to argue with that stat. It's hard to argue that. So I, yeah, I mean, obviously the Bills are a Super Bowl contender, and yeah, yeah. as long right. as Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are healthy, I don't really care about the other injuries. Like they'll be fine. Like there's it's, Josh Allen was was unbelievable again. He threw for 400 yards. I saw ran for a bunch. I mean, led the team in rushing. He's these three third down conversions on this late drive, the 17 play drive in the fourth quarter was like vintage Josh Allen. But I think it's a combination of everything. It's it's Allen, you know, he, he missed Isaiah McKenzie on fourth down wide open in the end zone on that same drive. Now there's some debate about, was his hand injured? Did he hurt his hand? Josh Allen said his hand's fine. Either way, missed that. It's, it's coaching, obviously it's you know, game management, just having a sense in the field late in games. I, I think we, we've talked about that ad nauseum back to 13 seconds with Sean McDermott. And it just, I, I want to ask you this, Jim, because you'd have a better sense than me. A lot's been made about the weather and it, the heat index being 100. I mean, the Bills players, I know you didn't watch it full. They were dropping like flies. They were just melting on the field. And I get it. Like the way the stadium is built, <laughs> you got to give the Dolphins credit for creating this home field advantage. The sun just shines directly on the visitors. They're in the shade. But it's not like this sneaks up on you. Like, you know it's Miami. It's going to be hot and humid. Like, it, 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 it's, it's not just this element that just arrived, it arose out of nowhere. I mean, you, you have to mentally and physically prepare. They didn't look mentally or physically prepared for this heat. Now, it was 89 degrees, I think, when they won 35 to nothing against Miami last year in week two. So... They've won in the heat before, but for whatever reason, this game, this moment, everybody's going down and it's, it's ugly. And they were huffing and puffing by the middle of the third quarter. Is that, I know you didn't watch it play to play, but you, you know, you've been a scout for the Eagles, the Saints, the Bills, you've been at some of these insanely hot games. How much of a factor is it? And can a team just be completely unprepared for it? Yeah, it's real. It's real. I mean, you can't prepare for it. I know the Patriots, that first game, was it the first game of the year they played Miami or the second game? I can't remember already. First, yep. Okay, they went early. Now, I know they went down there for like five. They went down for the whole week to practice down there. I don't know if that helps or not, Tyler. I would be speaking outside my realm of knowledge of knowing exactly how many injuries occur from the heat, you know, without having the actual stats that I guarantee you they have. All the trainers would have all that data. I'm sure it's crunched hard. You know, the data crunching is hard on Patriots. How did they do? How did it go for the Bills? Same type of weather. They'll they'll compare those numbers, I would think, to find out. But, yes, it's real. I've heard the players talk about it. Most of the guys are from down there. 
but your body gets used to it. Hey, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I'm, I was raised in Pennsylvania, born and raised in PA, but I spent a lot of my adult life in the South. Now I'm back in Buffalo, man. I like that warmth. Like I am, I'm soft now. Like, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is it happens where you can, if you're from the South and you come up here, you, you go back there. If you haven't taken that in, you freak, that heat is, it's different. It is. It just, I, but I can't, like, but I've never heard it used as an excuse though. Never. Yeah. Maybe it's more so I, I'm not hearing the, the players and the coaches really using this as this cop out excuse not to the extreme, a lot of fans are. It it just okay. It's it's windy. It's what fifty five miles an hour that game last year against the Patriots. Yeah, this yeah. is a hundred degree heat index. But you're gonna that's football. I hate to break it to people. It's football. There might yeah. be a monsoon. There might be a snow no, game like you had against the Colts. Right. You know, a few years right. back. It, unless you want everybody to play in a dome where it's climate controlled, so you can make all your calls, all your checks. And feel warm and cozy and fuzzy inside. <laughs> you, this is you why know, we watch I, football. You know that's my vote. You know that's my. <laughs> oh, I know. I hate that shit. Give know, me I the know. elements. Give me no. the elements. That's what it's about. No, I wish. I like. I just wish it could be perfect outside temperature all the time. Yeah. That's all. I mean, but it's to be. It's, it's no different than if. Miami has, has to waltz into Orchard Park. Because I don't – I do like anymore. the outdoor. I do like football outside. I just can't stand if all the effort that is put into building a team and jobs on the line, all the effort and the scouting and all this stuff, and all of a sudden you're playing a playoff game and it's snowing out. Well, maybe when you're scouting, Jim, you should find players who uh, can mentally handle snow in a playoff no. game. No. <laughs> Give me somebody that's mentally tough for that element. No, you still have to have mental toughness. You're right. No, I'm not saying that. I just I feel like that it just takes away from so much. It takes away from the athleticism and skill set of what you're putting together. But okay, we're off. We're, there's we're an argument for that. Other, I mean, that's there's a lot of people that agree, probably more people listening that agree with you than me. No, but, just, you, uh, no, but hey, this is the way it is. The heck with all that. The, the, this is the way it is. Everybody knows it. Nobody uses it as an excuse. It's real, though. I mean, I'm not saying they weren't. They're not faking injuries. I mean, they probably were dropped. They may have been dropping. I didn't know. So was it like just, was it cramps? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Diggs, McKenzie, um, Spencer Brown. They, I think at, by the end of the game, they didn't even have any backup offensive linemen. Who knows what they would have done on the, on the line if they had another injury. But look, well, it, Matt Milano dropped the interception that would have been returned for a touchdown. Gabriel Davis dropped the touchdown or had it poked out at the last second. The last play, hey, I'm going to talk to Isaiah McKenzie about it tonight at Misters. Yeah, so It's a little tr- – it's a little tricky. So and I'll, yeah. I kind of broke it down in the story too. If you missed it, he, he catches the ball. Let's see. Where is it here exactly? So there were 18 seconds left when they snapped it. 13 seconds left when Isaiah McKenzie caught it at Miami's 48. 
And so he knew he needed to get upfield and toward the sideline right. to get into Tyler Bass's range. So it's like mentally, it's a little tricky, right? And you're kind of counting down in your head, computing that all. But give Miami credit, they kind of like corralled him in a way to keep him in bounce, kind of baited him into fighting for a few extra yards. So by the time he went down, like right outside of that CBS field goal range line, about two yards outside of that, there were eight seconds left. He he races back. Jalen Phillips for Miami gives him a little bump, delays it a little bit, and they just ran out of time. So in retrospect, he probably wishes he would have like collapsed maybe around the 45 with 10 seconds. They would have given you time to get back, spike it, but then you're attempting sure. a 62-yard field goal um, or a helmet. So it's, it's, so it's a little more complicated than just get yeah. out of bounds and then Ken Dorsey loses his mind. Um, it, I, I, I can really kind of empathize hard. for Isaiah McKenzie's plight there. because it's, it's hard. It is so hard. Things are happening so fast. I mean, you're – I don't, there's no way I could blame. I don't see how that could, I don't see what they could have won. I see what you're saying, possibly, but come on. And it never comes down to one play, let's face it. I mean, especially when you outgain a team like that, you know, why had, why didn't you have more points, period, when you had that, when you outgained them and dominated the game like that offensively? That would be my question. Like when I go back and watch, this game, I'm going to try to figure out why, why did these drives get stalled out? What was, what was preventing the Bills from scoring more points, putting up these types of stats? Isn't it funny, too, the older you get and the more you watch pro football, the less you really care about yards and first downs and time of possession. Like, it's finishing. It's what do you do in it's, the red zone? It's what I do in my whole study the stats with Carson Wentz when he's leading the NFL in passing yards and he's grading out horrible for me every week. And look what he did yet. I mean, what he did yesterday was pathetic. But that goes back to my point is yes, I think I think yards are like that's the old NBA. When we yeah. growing up in the old NBA, those West Coast teams that they, they weren't any good. Some guy would lead the league in scoring. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking of some of those uh, guys like back in the 80s go, even. Then they go, yeah, they're, they're like they, they and then they go to a team that's yeah, they go to a team that's fighting for the playoffs, they get traded and then they can't they can't do anything. They can't fit in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, for right. Miami before we flip so, to yeah. another game here, uh I it's a big win. I, I think if you're Miami a week after you just lit up the scoreboard, you you want a game like this. You you want to somehow have to go back and forth and win a low scoring game. And I mean, God, your quarterback leaves with what we thought was a concussion. It sounds like the NFL is investigating a little bit, or NFLPA wants to look into it. I should say uh, a lot going on there. But yeah, they, I, yeah, I can't I mean, wait. You, you want to win? I got to hear season. about that. Yeah, I got to hear about that. But you know, what I was going to say though, you're right about this being in a. A, a really nice win for Miami because everybody always knows who who the best team is in the division, right? And any chance you can just wake them up a little bit. Hey, pay attention to me. You need to pay attention to me right now. Don't think, don't yeah. don't get too carried away yet. Like because I don't think the Bills care about the Patriots. I really don't. 
I don't, I mean, not that they don't view them as challenging. Let, let me, let me take that back. I just feel like they feel like they are better skill set wise than the Patriots. Jets, I mean, the Jets just can't. I mean, they just don't know what's, I mean, look what they're doing. It's just hard. They can't figure out their quarterback. They can't get them on the field. So I guess what I'm saying is Miami had now has Buffalo's attention moving forward. You know, hey, we, we have somebody else in our division. So I would say, yeah, that was, that's why that's, but man, if I'm Buffalo, I'm still coming away, taking some, I have to, I have to feel pretty good about some things considering the circumstances of that secondary. It's a big game in Baltimore this week. I mean, now you're facing Lamar Jackson on the road. Tyler, we could go right into that game if you want to, if Baltimore, New England too. That I agree. This yeah. I'm fascinated with this Baltimore team. Fascinated. Last last thing though, this Sam Miami yeah. boy, Javon Holland is is one of those players that we don't talk nearly enough about. We don't safety and kind of name only. I feel like he's all over the field. He was at the line of scrimmage, he's making plays on the back end. Um they they their defense, they've they've got a few core guys that I think will give them a chance. Against Josh Allen in a game that really matters in the playoffs. I, that, that surprised me more than anything. One last thing, too. You're right. That's a good point. How about this head coach, though, Mike McDaniel? He has beaten Belichick, Tomlin, McDermott to start his career. Not too bad, eh? There's something to that. And I know I'm not – look, I'm just saying that's – He's doing something right there. I mean, they look completely different. It goes to show you what coaching, just like Jacksonville, looks completely different. This is where coaching matters. This is where it matters. Structure it right and then let the talent take over. But it needs structured right. That's a great point. I mean, I think we're – it, it really is like, Tyler, I don't know if it's ever been more obvious than this year. Just Jacksonville and Miami alone. Totally. And we're going to have some Jacksonville uh, content up at Goal Long this week. Was spending a little time with the they, Jags it's recently. They, by far. They're good. I mean, they're good. I think it's not even like a stretch to say they are like a legitimately talented they're, team. He is real. The, cor- the quarterback is real. He needed structure. He needed coaching. It's coming out. He's really talented. We're gonna have some good quarterback talk. I have some really good Tyler. Things are becoming really clear. I was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit something as we move forward here with games. But let's let's not get carried away. Let's not jump around. I'm sorry, I was jumping around. You want to stick with Jacksonville? But you want to do their game? Sure. Yeah, we're on the Jags right now. I mean, uh, what did 38 to 10? Lawrence. 262, three touchdowns. James Robinson ran for 100. I mean, what else can you say about James Robinson? Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Big game. Let's talk about Zay Jones. Another part of that draft class. Let's let's face it. It was a good pick. It didn't work in Buffalo, but what the value on him, if you would sell somebody, would you want a good number two receiver in the second round? You would say yes. That's right. Seriously. That's all he is. He's not better than that. He's just a good number two. He's not, he's not a threat to the deep, like the defensive coordinator is not game planning for Zay Jones, but in an offense, he is reliable and, and has size. 
And every coordinator has a spot for that type of player. The problems were never physical, you know, athleticism related. It was, he had all of that, but he had that bad drop at Carolina as a rookie in 2017. Seemed like that screwed up. That can that a little that bit. Can probably, yeah, that can probably. And then, come, but throwing it, you know, they got gutted the roster after you, you and Whaley were let go, and he's kind of thrown into yep. this big role he wasn't ready for. He, and then he's and new fair. on a balcony. Yeah. That God knows what happened that night. So he worked through all that and kind of resurrected his career with with the Raiders. But last season, he, and I know the numbers are like incredible, but he caught. 47 balls, 546 yards, a touchdown, uh, but big plays and big moments. And then he cashed in with the Jaguars. And that yesterday was maybe his, one of his best games. I think that's one of those games where another game where, Hey, don't take that lightly. Like that's another game. Pay attention to us. Like the chargers are, the chargers are a good team. You know, they need to take another step themselves, but to go out there and do that to them, that's in the NFL, that's not easy to do. Like, that's Jacksonville has something going. And we talked about it, I think, maybe on the season preview pod, but the way that they went about spending their money, because they had a lot to spend, right, in free agency, and you're always going to spend more than you should if you're Jacksonville, a small market team, starting from Absolutely. scratch, all of that. Right. Um, but they, instead of just, uh, I mean, they had all this money. They really could have put it all toward, all right, receivers, linemen, everything possible to make Trevor Lawrence's life better. And and they did some of that, but then they more so like spread their assets and their resources around. You know, they spent money on on the line, on receiver Christian Kirk, on defense. They They kind of, you know, went all over the place with it. You got, I'm thinking of a guy like Darius Williams at corner, you know, an underrated player for the Rams. And I wasn't sure what to make of it at the time. Like, all right, did they do, did they do enough for Trevor Lawrence? Should they have really gone, you know, above and beyond for him to really maximize it? A game like this tells you they did the right thing because they dominated in every facet. Like they de- defensively to do what you did against Justin Herbert and Justin Herbert threw. 20 incomplete passes that that's a high number for somebody who's that talented and they couldn't run the ball. Um, yeah. They, they averaged just two yards of carry. So that it does speak to Trent Balky and his evaluation. We've talked about him it speaks awesome. to Doug Peterson going from urban Meyer to Doug Peterson is and Lane day doesn't do it justice for what that's done for Trevor Lawrence, but they're a little, they're a little better everywhere. I guess is my point. So yeah, they're a team that can win the division. They're a team that can make the playoffs. Yeah, they're, they're they have a plan for their roster now. Like as far as once again, when you get structure, now you, the GM can say with a structure, a coach who knows what he wants at every position. I like, you know, and has had a proven success. Now, now you can work with that. When you're just trying to, when you don't know what they're trying to accomplish and what's the goal, what are we doing? And the other thing, think about Trevor Lawrence too. Coming from Clemson, playing quarterback, there is a learning curve. Like mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, you know, was so physically gifted, physically, that, you know, he came into the NFL and kind of is he figured it out making plays just with his gifts athletically. But 
learning to actually play the quarterback position, you don't learn that at Clemson. I mean, it's, it's, there is a learning curve coming. So then you come to the NFL, you get the disaster of Urban Meyer. So you have a, you have a zero rookie year. So think about where Trevor Lawrence is right now. I mean, he needs strut. Like we keep talking about, he needs structure. He has it now. And he is, I mean, I feel like it's, you almost just feel happy for him. Like good for him. Like now, whatever he is as a quarterback, we're going to find out because it won't be from a lack of now. Okay. It's going to lead me to where I'm, I'm going with somebody. I am. I'm just going to talk about it. Justin Fields. I don't know wow. what you're talking about. They got they got the big win, Jim. They got the win. That's I, all that matters. Listen, told, I, bet, I, bet or, I bet on them. They won the game. I feel guilty. Like, they they didn't deserve to win. I've never seen a team do nothing and win. Um, He's, man, I'm not seeing any growth with him. As far as, here's what I'm not seeing. I talked to, I talked about it in the article last week, STS, but there's no volume. There's just no volume of completion after completion after completion, just picking apart a defense right down the field. We've seen it with how many quarterbacks you'll see it. You'll see an incredible throw from Justin Fields once a game, like a throw that rare, you know, not a lot of people can make and you're like, okay, but you know what? You don't see it. You just don't see enough of the easier throws consistent enough. The timing, he holds the ball. I officially admit I've heard this criticism of him coming out. It's official. He holds the ball too long. Like it's, it's hard to watch. Like it, they've become really hard to watch and I don't want to blame everything. I was hard on the previous staff, Matt Nagy, as far as not, you know, but that wasn't fair to anybody. Nagy was on his way out. But Fields, he has a ways to go. It, it, for what I thought he could be, because it's not – this is how hard it is, because I, I, I'm the first to say I would have taken a chance on him based on his ability. But it's not coming through. It's not coming through. How much Tyler, of they this are, Tyler, is- they're so bad on offense. The Bears. I can't believe they just won that game. They're two, I think are they two and one? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's hard to believe. Is it a matter of personnel or is it inherent problems with Justin Fields' game himself? So I'm starting to lean towards I'm not gonna blame it all on Fields either, but I am leaning towards where he needs to show me it can't always be, you know. It can't always be Matt Nagy's fault. It can't always be this new court coach's fault. At some point, a star player is going to overcome. You're going to see, like last year, I, and we I'm, we talked about it last year with Trevor Lawrence. I can remember saying towards the end, I'm like, I tell you what, you're seeing some of the ta- – you see talented throws, but it was just – it wasn't fair to Lawrence. He had no chance of being consistent or good. With Fields, I'm not seeing that type of, like, growth of the – big time plays right now. He's, he's just making plays, but it, it's bad with his legs and it's not sustained success. It doesn't look right, but I don't want to give up on it yet. Let's not give up on it. But 
for better or worse, and we're going to see how this plays out, the Bears did not just push all their chips in for Justin Field. You know, obviously, new GM, new coach. They, they could have been yeah. like, okay, like what, what like all these teams do. We've got a quarterback yes. and a rookie deal. Let's sign, like, sign a bunch of players. Let's give him everything he could. They didn't really do much in free agency. <laughs> they didn't. Look at the guys that he has around him. Right. Komet, Darnell Mooney. Um, it's like a Byron Pringle was yeah. their big signing. No, you're right. It's like a free year. And Montgomery got hurt yesterday early in that game, who is a stud running back. I mean, I, I, I like so that Herbert, was, though. He runs hard. He's a good Oh, guy. he did. He, he played really well, too. They do a nice job with the running game. I'm just saying, like, I. It, it doesn't strike me that they that, that they're really on board with Justin Fields from the get go. Like it, whenever when it, Ryan Poles was hired, I can't imagine too. him sitting there saying he doesn't seem comfortable. Yeah, he's never seemed comfortable there. And but at some point, you got to be professional. So tough. They'll they'll be in position to move on from him. Well, that's when you come in like want. that, right? You give them a chance this year if you're the new regime like they are. It's almost like a free year for you. You can say, hey, we we gave him a yeah. shot. We don't like him. Now we got to go get our own guy. Baltimore 37, New England 26. Uh, you wanted to get into this one. Oh. What popped? He is just – it's – just put Lamar. It's – I just think about every night what he's – what he's going to get, who, how much is the check? How much, who's going to pay it? Who's going to pay it? And that tight end is us. I wish you could do him. I wish he could be in Mark Andrews. I wish he could yeah. get, he deserves to be in that book. He does. He deserves to be in your book. It's a good question. He a fits good everything about that book. He's tough. He's athletic. He is like, he's like a complete, He's hard to find, but this, but Lamar, it's just, I don't know what you do. I don't know how you'd stop it. I don't know what to do. Just like when you watch Josh Allen, when you watch Mahomes, you just, how you stop it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Good luck. It's awesome. And the Patriots had chances. That Ravens defense still isn't. The Patriots had chances. They had a hell of a, um, Hamilton had come from behind, knocked the ball out on a big play. I forget if it was Aguilar. I think it was Aguilar. But um, that that was the kind of the game changer where the Patriots had a shot to almost take the lead. And that, that fumble kind of switched the momentum back for Baltimore. But the Patriots fought. The Patriots gave a, a good shot. And I don't know what the Mac Jones injury is, but I still see, just still see the gap when you see games like that, Tyler. You just see the gap right in front of you if you're the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, it's right in your division. Two is two is better than Mac Jones. Josh Allen, obviously. Then you're sitting there watching. You're going against Lamar Jackson. It's just not close. It's not Mac Jones's fault. He's you're getting everything you can out of Mac Jones. He gives you everything. He's tough. I will give him credit. He is tough. He's tough. But I flipped over to this game briefly, and Mac Jones did something that really, really I, pissed me off. I know. You're just, go ahead. Oh, my God, Mac Jones. We all watch football because it's not soccer. And, boy, a soccer game just broke out there in Foxborough, Massachusetts. When Mac Jones has a nice scramble, I think he got a first down, and he goes out of bounds. The dude barely touches him. Like, and he just – you literally see Mac Jones leap into the air 
and fall down. Like, just come on, get out of here with that. Bad. You're right. He is tough. He's tough. He's a tough but player. That was bad. Cool. Oh, don't give me that. Get out of here. I'm with you on that. I don't like that either. But anyway, How did, was- uh, sorry, go ahead, Jim. No, no, no. You're good. I was just thinking about that game. I just, I'm fascinated with the, um, the Bills have to play them right now, Baltimore. That that's a tough matchup for the Bills coming off. That game was to what you just said. That's a draining game, and that game's in Baltimore. So you're coming back to Buffalo. It's tough. This is a this is this is an official tough spot Buffalo right now. Like we we keep talking about, you know, kind of the regular season doesn't matter. You, you always know when it's going to happen. It's a, it's pretty. You're you're you have a decimated secondary, and usually sometimes it's not that first week where this stuff shows up, Tyler. Like sometimes it's the second week when the backups. Sometimes the backups come in and, and that for that first game, and it's a little you know you get through. But I'm not saying they're not capable. I'm not saying they're not good players. I'm just saying sometimes it comes the next week sometimes where it's like, okay, they're getting exposed a little bit now. There's some film on these guys that Baltimore might see. Although I'm to the point, I don't even know if Baltimore watches tape on anybody. I was thinking about this. (laughs) I don't think they have to They just do their thing. Um, They just call plays. Whatever they want to – whatever they do, they'll just – you adjust to us. This is what we're doing. How did how does their passing game look to you? It it looks it looks really good. It really Devin Duvernay's made some plays. Rashad Bateman. He has there's a, there's a lot of they questions. Need him because of his speed. They have a mix of everybody. They I like their mix of speed. Those young guys are showing up. Yep. I like it. Because you're talking about you gotta remember, you have a special quarterback and a special tight end. Now your receivers just need to be good. They don't need to be special. It's a great point. Because when you have point. it's hard to find that word special, the Bills have it. It's hard to find it. Diggs is special, Allen's special. It's hard to find that. Well, uh, you look at the Bills schedule and yeah, at Baltimore, it's gonna be difficult. And then you come back home against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's yeah. in a bad place right now. They did win at Buffalo last year. I, I, I knew you were going to say <laughs> But you're right. I'm just trying to you're right, you Tyler. They there's did. no such they thing did. as an easy – listen. I'm, but then, no right, my point thing. is, though, after that, you go back to Arrowhead, you're and then tough. you come back and you've got Green Bay on Sunday night. That's no so, joke. It's a tough stretch. No this is a big, big stretch for the Bills. That's so real. We're going we're gonna to learn a lot about them right now. No, that's real. Um, and then obviously you've got you know those pesky Detroit Lions Thanksgiving around. Hey, they're, they're, they're real. Shoot. They're really good. They're a good football. Like they have done a good job there. He's they bought in. You know your story was so good about the, the, the toughness rubs off. You do reflect your coach, but there's more to his. There's more to his team than just what we see as the. Right. His size and his voice and the way he comes across, but they do some really good things offensively. Like they have a quarterback who is who I would consider extremely he's functional as a starting quarterback. So if you're type of guy functional, you have a running game, 
playmakers on the outside, tight ends, everything else better be good. And they actually have that. Their offense has playmakers on the outside right now. They've done a nice job. And that running back and running game is real. So you that now, if you can get the defense right, now you're in every game. And I'm still not sure about their defense. They did a really good job against Minnesota. I was thinking about this with this game. Who golf or Kirk Cousins? For their who would you take, not just in general? Like think about their careers. Are they similar guys where are they ever going to be good enough to get you to the Super Bowl, but they just they're good enough to like keep you interested? Their numbers were almost identical in this game, which is kind of spooky. Thinking, Golf it, it 25 of 41. Yeah. 24 of 41. Yeah. It hit me when I was kind of following that game. I'm thinking, man, those guys, you know, Golf, you know, we joke around about Golf. I always joke about him. I always said he's, he is, I mean, he's a bottom, you know, he's like a lot of guys. He's just not going to separate your, himself. Um, but it doesn't mean you can't win with him. I mean, if you structure it right. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more on the Lions. And I, I give Dan Campbell credit for – and look, he made a huge, huge mistake. Kicking that field goal, fourth and four, just go for Shocking. it. The players that was are really, that's surprising. The coach. That was surprising. Right, I mean, if, if, you were, if your team is taking on the personality of you, and that was the whole point of my series on the offensive line, like they're bringing to life everything that Dan Campbell talks about – then you, then you just got to go for it on fourth and four. Like, leave it in your team's hands. Believe in them. And you At can see point, the regret on his face in that press conference. You know, he didn't go up to the podium and say we didn't execute. He said, I screwed up. We should have gone for it. My fault. It was refreshing. And yes, I think they're, I think they'll be fine. I saw that. I'm like, you know what? They're going to be hovering around 500 most of the season. They're going to be hell to play. For any team, yes. they're going to be okay. They blew it. Hey, they blew it. They 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 were up by ten in the fourth quarter. That's choking yeah, they, the game away. But that's what's going to prevent. Yep, you're right. That prevents them from getting to that next. They're, Taylor they're Decker all, called it a stench. They still got this stench. They're trying to fumigate right from that's all the years of losing. Everybody goes through it. Yeah, everybody goes through it. So, and hey, Minnesota, give them credit, too, for, for rallying Kirk, Kirk Cousins. I mean, he made two big throws to win at the end after he looked terrible on Monday Night Football. That's Kirk Cousins in a oh, nutshell, man. right? Like, prime time. I, I, it is. Looks bad. It is. The world's caving in next week. Two huge clutch throws at the end of a game. You know, you can talk yourself into the Vikings still. I'm glad we're not like we don't cover the Vikings full time. I mean, you did some incredible stories on them, but I would be tired of talking about Kirk Cousins. Like, I would just be tired of it. Like at this point, it, this is this is what he is. It, you summed, it, this was his whole week summed up. I mean, it's never all his fault. Like, I don't want him to always right. take. He shouldn't always get the blame either because their defense. Their defense still it doesn't look quite, quite, you know, where it needs to be. They, uh, this is, I guess this says a lot about the offensive line in Detroit, which we I, you know, yes. wrote about 12,000 words. <laughs> that's that's why we read that much about the Detroit's offensive line. Jared Goff wasn't sacked, and Jared Goff isn't that no. mobile. 
He was sacked no, and that's zero times. It has to be that way for him, for golf to be successful. I mean, they really have like that's hard to think do. about. Forty-one dropbacks, zero sacks when you're a stationary quarterback against a team with legit pass. Daniel Hunter, Zadarius no, Smith, Vikings. You that's they they have real. We talked about that. Their pass rush is real. Yeah, I, I think that that NFC North is going to be interesting because maybe it's maybe it's simple. Maybe you just say Aaron Rodgers is a four-time MVP, and we're not talking about him like we're talking about Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins. Um, and, but all any all three of these teams are going to be in the mix for the division. I think really and Detroit's going to give Green Bay all all they can handle. Hundred percent agree. Did you watch Green Bay Tampa? Let's get into that one then. Wow. So what's shocking is usually that's like that, you know, when you get that tennis, well, you're not a big tennis. You don't really love tennis like I do, but you know, when you get like that big matchup in tennis, you can't wait for. And then it just is like, Ooh, this this isn't the best one. Like it wasn't the best Brady Rogers, like matchup that you'll ever watch. Um, but it certainly was a, a really good win for Green Bay. I, I'm i still fascinated by this team. I think there's something to them. I think Rodgers is just sneaky, like, going to keep fighting. Like, I, it's not easy. They're not making it look easy like they have in the past, scoring points. And Tampa's defense is – I mean, that's a tough defense. But – to see both those teams not score, Tampa's offense right now is strange. It's no Mike like, Evans. It's strange. Like, they have a lot of moving. No Chris Godwin. A lot of moving parts. Yeah, a lot of moving parts right now for Tampa. I have a hard time but anyway, just yeah. hitting the panic button on the Bucks right now. with When you when your top oh, no. guy is Russell Gage and you're picking up Cole Beasley and he's actually playing no. meaningful they're snaps. Gonna be, they're going to be okay. Yeah. And Tom Brady always gets better as seem, a season. You're right. It does seem like in general in the NFL right now, it's this this injury stuff is it's piling up pretty quick. It is. I mean, look at Winston, Jameis Winston and Herbert are playing with like ribs and back injuries that we probably wouldn't be able to get out of bed with. And they're and they're 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 going out there and playing like, and it's only week three, and the Bills are only second right now, week three. You, uh, you have to wonder, it does it have to it's do with the lack of contact, the lack of practices, I, I, the lack of hitting? You're not conditioning enough. the body for this stuff. I don't know. I get it. We're pro player through and through, and no, this is where I don't. Abuse, I honestly, but yeah, you could argue it's pro right. player to hit more in training camp because you're going to help them get ready for it when the games really matter and the and the bullets are flying. But you're right; injury, it does seem like the injuries are high. Um. All right, real quick though, on Green Bay, yeah, go ahead. This is right. exactly the type of game they need to play. Exactly the type of game they're going to win. You lean into that defense. You lean into Kenny Clark, two sacks. You lean into Devontae Campbell was unbelievable in this game. He was all over the place. 
Um, the defense is loaded. You've got two good backs. I know there, there weren't really, there wasn't a lot going on in the running game because Tampa usually shuts everybody down in the running game. But then, but then you just get one or two big throws out of Aaron Rodgers. And he had the big throw to Alan Lazard up the right sideline. Um, they couldn't finish the drive. They gave Tampa a shot at the end and Tom Brady drove right down, scored and couldn't, you know, get the playoff in time on the right. two point conversion. So that's, that's strange. But, but Green Bay, this is, it, it looks weird. It looks different, but I, they, I'd be incredibly encouraged if I was the Packers because you're going to have to win this game in January and February. It's going to be ugly. You're going to need defense. You're going to need to execute late in the game. Yeah. And they found a way on the road against a team that just won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. It's, it's so cliche when we talk about the NFL being week to week but it seriously is because every game is so different. And like you would anticipate a Brady Rogers being a shootout, right? It wasn't. And guess what? Your green Bay has to be thrilled to go down there and you don't, it's not a shootout and you find a way to grind out a game against, like you said, a team that's tough on, especially running the football and you go there and get a win. I don't care what Lee, I don't care how the NFL is just get a win now you go back home, regroup, and get ready for next week as best you can because it, it probably won't go as you plan it. But you have to just plan for that week. It's really that important just to get however you get that win, get out of there. Like I really, it's it just becomes more and more clear to me the more we sit here and talk about it, especially with injuries and like think about what Jacksonville just did. Like don't take that game lightly. Like they went out to a team like the Chargers and really put a whipping on them. Like that's, that doesn't happen in the NFL. Like that's against a good team like that. You know, especially with all those charger fans, you don't just waltz into SoFi. Hey, against, that, uh, that's really, that's crazy. Bills. It sounded like the bills took over Miami. Yeah. Although, I mean, it was loud though. Some of those big time moments where Buffalo needed a play. The Dolphins fans were they, they there. Stepped up. It, it seemed like a real lively environment. That's I, I hope that the Bills and Dolphins becomes a thing. You know, Tom Brady basically put that rivalry on hold for two decades, and it just didn't matter when they played each other. There's usually like a five-win team against a seven-win team in the middle of December, just you know, engaging in a pillow fight. If if Buffalo and Miami are both contenders, man, that's good for football. I mean, these fans were going at it all week and. You know, they're jo- Josh Allen and Christian uh, Wilkins were going at it in a pile. I don't know if you saw that. Josh Allen like, ripped the guy's helmet off. Uh, he wouldn't say what was said or what happened down there. No, this is getting it. Something prompted that. Yeah. But this stuff is good. I just like seeing these teams relevant and hating each other. So good for the soul. All right. Why don't we do this, Jim? Let's. Uh, yeah, what else were the big takeaways? Uh, I'm going to rip through like the rest of the games and just yeah, give me go like quick. first thought that pops in your head yep. and you were red zone in these games, take oh, away and I'll oh, do the man. same. Indianapolis 20, Kansas city 17, Matt Ryan, big drive late to win. Sum that game up. It's the NFL. If I'm in Kansas city, just go home, brush it off, get back to work. Colts aren't good enough. Nice win, but not good enough. Good call. I guess the play that popped here, just catching it peripherally, 
flipping around the games. Stephon Gilmore Specialty. just like threw himself at Travis Kelsey's legs for this just a textbook Amazing. tackle. Amazing. He's the special he teams. Kansas it. City special teams were you know unusually bad. They're usually rock solid on special teams. Oh, they were man. having so it's stuff like that. You know, just forget about it, move on. I know, I know I said rapid fire, and here we go. But did you catch Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy going at it at the end of the first half? He just said catch he just said Sean McCoy's tweet. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Did you see what LaShawn McCoy said? Uh, no, but I go ahead. I got to pull it up here because I don't want to misquote Shady. I thought this was interesting because we're always wondering, like, how come Eric Bianami not a head coach? And there's, is there something that we just don't know? And Shady, uh, maybe he deleted the tweet. Well, he's oh, said stuff before. He has said stuff before about the enemy. Basically, yeah, he he, he, he went after him, saying like it's not the first, not the last time that that's right. happened. He's, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Shame on me. I should have had that one queued up. <laughs> uh, no, anyway. Okay, right, but yeah, Carolina twenty-two, New Orleans fourteen. They. Good. That's what you should do if you're Carolina. You know, that's the Saints were beat up. <clears throat> you know how I feel about Jameis. Jameis and Baker are very similar to me. I, I don't think either one at the end of the day is probably good enough to be your guy, but both teams are actually not that bad around them. But good win for Carolina, a game I, I thought they should win. Yeah. Also, Shady did not delete a tweet. It was on Instagram responding to a Bleacher Report post about the exchange. Shady said, all the enemy does is argue with the players, and then in all caps, knows nothing about passing or play calling. So strong stuff from LaShawn McCoy. He said it before, so I'm not surprised. All right, well said there. Uh, Hey, my Cincinnati Bengals are in the win column, Jim. Get the, I don't know what the Jets. They just need to. They need to figure out if Zach Wilson's any good. Until then, they're just showing up. I hate to say it like that, but they are. It's really sad that they can't evaluate that quarterback because they are wasting. I don't know a lot of that Jets team is a lot of question marks that they need to answer. And you know, as bad as I was in my fatty locks last week, I think I hit all three this week. This being a. One of them. I was Jacksonville. Good, so good uh, Burrow looked good. Yeah, um, that only sacked twice, three touchdowns, no mistakes. Is all. It's hard to say all is right in the world when you beat the Jets. It's going to be a big game Thursday, Cincinnati, Miami. Again, Tyler, when you're zero two, I'm telling you, Cincinnati has to feel good right now. Just get that win and get you know get back, get back to it. But you got to get that like. It doesn't seem like a big win for Cincinnati to maybe on paper, but it is. Tennessee 24, Las Vegas 22, Devontae Adams, five catches for 36 yards. What is going on? In Titans Utah? are tough. Titans are tough. Like they, they aren't going out without a fight, you know? They don't. This is the sort of. And the Raiders, like, I'm not saying the Raiders aren't tough, but. It's a once again. It's like mm-hmm. Tennessee is a proven 
team. They've been together with this coach. You know, McDaniels is new. So you have new guys there with the Raiders. It's not that same team. It's still different than last year. Yeah, this is the kind of fight that we thought we'd see out of the Titans in yep. uh, Orchard Park. You know, just that showed a lot, a lot of pride right there. Yep, I agree with you. Philly, 3 0, Philadelphia Eagles put a hurt one quarterback, on Carson one quarterback. Wentz. One quarterback is soaring right now, thriving in an offense set up for him with a two absolute Devonta Smith. I don't even know. You got to just just watch those highlights of his catches this week. Yeah, he was insane. But the other quarterback is Carson Wentz. He is heading the other way quickly. Carson Wentz averaged 4.9 yards per attempt, 211 <clears throat> yards on 43 attempts. And that might not even be the worst number for him out of this one. He was sacked nine times. That's just – that's ridiculous. Like – Another thing you learn, the older you get, sacks, it strikes me as more of a quarterback stat than an offensive line stat. completely agree. Plays a big part in it. Certainly needs to be looked at. Study the stats. It's part of studying the sack stat. Three more. The Rams (laughs) beat the Cardinals 20-12. Just Arizona every bit. Infuriating to watch as they are that, that four o'clock slot where it's just you see it. I mean, you see that Kyler Murray, Marquise Brown connection. You see Murray running around, and they settle for field goals, and they just can't get out of their own way. Just something short circuits with this team that can drive you nuts because they do have this rare talent at quarterback. It shouldn't. They make it harder than it should be offensively. They say, I feel like every year, they just don't have any rhythm to their offense. They don't finish drives. They're sloppy. Just too gimmicky almost. And you're right. He is a special, he does have special ability. But you got to get that somehow fine-tune that. I I thought that was a good win for the Rams. I mean, I think that's a good win for the Rams. Like, they came back from that opening night. they're, They're showing that they're... They're fighting. You're right. It is. I mean, Cam Akers can't be fumbling again. Boy, what a what a gaff that gave Arizona a little bit of life late. Um, you know, the Rams are going in to score again right. to go up twenty seven to nine. I want to say, and he fumbles. But he's, there's talent there. But you can see why Sean McVay gets frustrated and why he still has Daryl Henderson stealing touches from him. Uh, Atlanta got a win over Seattle. Is this game worth talking about whatsoever? No. Atlanta, though, Patterson yeah. is so – I love I, – now I did bet on Atlanta yesterday, so I was kind of watching that game. He's so, so good. He's one of my all-time favorite players I've ever scouted. He is – I'll never forget him in Tennessee. I just love seeing guys like that still just – he is – I mean – Awesome to see him transition, learn how to play tailback in the NFL, basically. That's crazy. Yeah, pretty cool story. I don't think Mariota, Gino, you're watching two backups playing against each other. 
You know what I mean? We're not even what we're not even, they're not, they're yeah. not relevant. These guys are backup quarterbacks. They're not, they're not going to threaten anybody. And I, Russell Wilson called it a terrific game, quote unquote, a terrific Ugh. game. Um, this was a game. I think most of the country hopefully shut off at some point. 11, is this, 10. Is this the game? Disgusting. Fran, is this I mean, that, why Disgusting. Also, that, that's, that's why, yeah, that's why they did everything they could to get Trey Lance. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is Jimmy Garoppolo. It's, it's he so below yeah. average. He's a backup. He's going to mess up. He, he plays like a young quarterback trying to it's find so his way, and he's a veteran. This Trey Lance thing is its just like Zach Wilson. We're not – we need to find out. Like the and franchise needs to know if he's good enough or not. Which is why they should have played him just, from the get-go. He had a COVID year. You wanted him to have a redshirt year, and now he – has a season-ending injury, you're going three years without really seeing him, without knowing what the hell you have. While you have a Super Bowl roster around him, Super not Bowl ideal. Um, yeah, Den- Denver's offense is just hard to watch right now, too. Oh, man. Tyler, that oh. is... Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know if it's mostly Hackett. I don't know if it's mostly I, Russell I, Wilson. I'm not sure I, I what it is. Honest. I wouldn't even feel right commenting on that either to say who the problem is, but yeah, it is unwatchable. That... It is. All right, we're going to be back at Fatty uh, this week, so be on the lookout for, for those Fatty. details. Yeah, I'm pumped to be back there. That was, I like it. I like it there. I like that setup. I hope people can come out talk a little football. Absolutely. If you subscribe to Go Long TD, you are more than welcome to join us. We'll have uh, the details in that subscriber post. Be sure to read our Detroit Lions series from Friday and Saturday. Uh, Spent a lot of time around that team. Spent some time around the Jaguars, too, so I think it's a good week to get into those Jags. Uh, We'll we'll learn a little bit about what in the heck is going on down there. All right, Jim. Thanks so much.